Just going to set it off. All right. Wind it up. Maybe we shouldn't replace it. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a party in here today. I'm telling you what. Man. Oh, yeah. We're fired up. G'day, world. It's the 1240 up. podcast. Hangover Cure podcast. Ruined it. Okay, let's just start again. 12, just start 40, again. Hangover Cure podcast. In fact, let's just start. Let's go back to episode one and do that again. Because we <laughs> haven't really got any of them right so far. I'm Rodders. I'm Harv. And uh, we're back again. Not the... just back. We are actually live streaming on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Right now. And that's not new, but the first time on YouTube. So we'll see what happens. So it says someone's fuck watching. Fuck you, YouTube. From me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. Right, we can turn off the stream now. We've said fuck you, YouTube. That's what we're here for. That's what I was on there for. Awesome. Um, Fantastic. That should get them on side. <laughs> Wait until those brand deals start coming in. All those ad dollars coming our way after that. Um, yeah. So episode uh, 20, I think we're up to. Yes, this is this is episode, episode 20. 20 and, um, according to math. According to the sequence of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, as usual, I've got bugger all to talk about. Um, yep. yep, well... No, me, actually, me I do. Too. I've got a few things. I've got a few, we've got a few bombs, actually, today. There's a few... Uh, well, I think we've got some stuff. We've got stuff, some stuff to talk about. Some very thought-provoking stuff, especially if you're into Jesus. Thoughts such as, why the hell are these two bothering to make a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How can one person uh, appear so ugly? Those types of thoughts. Why, go through your head. why are these two guys such dickheads? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they've really got, um, you know, they've got a face for radio, but they don't have voices for radio. You know, so that type of thing. They're kind of fucked. You know, that's a, that of, could be a comedy bit. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I assume, you know, Louis C.K. might be listening. He'll probably do a that. A voice bit. for TV and a face for radio. <laughs> and a voice for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And a voice for silence. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Well, um, actually, do have a few things to talk about today. Uh, let's just get straight into it. Unless you want to get into one of these other. Bits. Uh, I want to. I want to start with your uh, your Jesus thing. Okay. Well, let's start with that. I think that. that'll lead into the other stuff quite nicely. I was, um, yeah, just having a look. That this actually came across Facebook originally just the article and then um I started reading into a little bit and basically this guy Joseph Atwill uh who has written a book called Caesar's Messiah um is positing that Christianity is a ruse it's a, a ruse. it's it started as a uh, government psyop basically in the first century, according to you know Christian times, and uh, look to just to, just to preface this by saying I'm not trying to offend Christians. Well, that's not what you said to me privately before this. we started. I'm not trying to offend any Christians. Um, you know, if you're a Christian, you're listening to this, and it's, it's already sounding contentious. Then um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But basically, this guy has studied. Um, uh, ancient confessions, ancient confessions by first century Romans. He was studying a book called 
I have to look at it because I can't remember it. Um, War of the Jews. Excuse me? War of the Jews. War of the Jews, right. Yeah. Um, that's a book by Josephus, who is the only surviving first-person historical account of first-century Judea. So basically in this book, um, it parallels um, a lot of the New Testament in the Bible. I see. And this guy, Joseph Atwill, basically says, well... If we draw um, our own conclusions about this, then we can basically prove that Jesus was a fictional character and never existed. Well, he says a bit more. He says it quite strongly, though. He's, he's basically saying he's 100% certain, and that's, this verifies it. Well, it, no, he's not. He's, he actually says that, um, you know, to, to... Just try to find it here. But, but he's... It's it, my work. Uh, just to quote him here, my work has done uh, what. What my work has done is to give permission to many of those ready to leave the religion to make a clean break. We've got the evidence now to show exactly where the story of Jesus came from. Although Christianity can be a comfort to some, it can be very damaging and repressive, repressive and an insidious form of mind control that has led to blind acceptance of serfdom, poverty, and war throughout history. So. You see, kind of his true colours come out there. He says the little, uh, oh, I'm not trying to upset anybody. However, everything you believe is false. Yeah, well, idiots. He's quite, he's, quite, um, he's, he's quite adamant, I think. Yes, I think he's... Uh, he's his point of view. He's basically pushing forward with like 100% certainty. And yet, even at the end of this article, and, you know, as you know, I don't really have a horse in the race. It doesn't really make any difference to me whether Christianity's whether Jesus was a real guy or whether he was a fictional character. I guess it's just an interesting idea for me. Well, th- I, I think it's more interesting as, you know, um, you know why, why, you know, there is a story about Jesus and, and why, you know, why is that, why does that exist? And um, basically there was a lot of, a lot of violence going on due to um, what the Jewish believe about a... Um, uh, a returning Messiah. They believed in a uh, in a violent type of Messiah. I'm not first in you know Judaism, so I don't really I can't really speak on it that when, much. When you say that, I just imagine like a WWE character coming back, this Hulk Hogan, you know, and and grabbing the microphone <laughs> like Righto, pilgrims, <laughs> you motherfuckers, <laughs> right Romans, you're gonna get it. And um, they're they're like, no, we need more of a like a Russell Brand type of Messiah, you know, someone who's Preaching no war and stuff, you know, get him, get him more docile. But basically, yeah, this guy Joseph Atwill says that um, Christianity was a government project um, that the Roman Empire came up with to counter um, the belief in Judaism, which was the return of this violent Messiah. So <coughs> instead of um, uh, in, instead of trying to defeat them by you know cutting all their heads off. Um, they decided to mind fuck them into, yeah. Which, uh, as we know, uh, um, is not something that we're closed minded to, as far as uh, an authority creating a story to keep people in con- under control. Well, or... I believe there's a lot of a lot, a lot of psychological operations happening um, now. Mm. You know, in our times, to keep us uh, all distracted and uh, confused or whatever, living in fear, that type of thing. 
um, so that we don't evolve and progress and become better people. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's certainly not an exceptional idea. And the idea that uh, the story of Jesus could have been just another psyop before we had the word psyop, I think, um, is is quite uh, an interesting one. It's intriguing and it's uh, certainly not beyond the realm of possibility, in yeah, my opinion. However, I don't feel like this guy has really established anything, not the article that, that we have. We should uh, consider that this now. guy this guy has written um, a book called Caesar's Messiah, so right. he is promoting that, and also um, he's got a bunch of dates coming up. I think I think he's doing some sort of world tour, starting right, in yeah. London, uh, talking about this stuff. So he is making money from it. So, he, so wants, yeah. he wants to be controversial, but he does actually say in this article uh, that was the interesting bit for me. He says many of the parallels, you know, in the two stories are conceptual or poetic, so they aren't all immediately obvious. After all, the authors did not want the average believer to see what they were doing, but they did want to alert the reader, or they, they, they did want the alert reader to see it. An educated Roman in the ruling class would probably have recognized the literary game being played. Kind of a separation of intelligence kind of thing, like intelligent people will be able to work this out. Yeah. So he Possibly must, he must more, be more observant smart for a start. But it's it's, it's well. Kind of... Speaking on that, he's side note. He is a an ICC world ranked chess player as well. Oh well, Joseph Atwell. So he knows strategy. That's a mark of intelligence. Then you know, I think it is. Yeah, I think it probably is. He was good friends with an early uh, IBM programmer called David Ferguson as well. Apparently, they were good mates. Okay, well that's that's good to know. It doesn't so he's in with the nerds. He's in with the nerds. Doesn't necessarily give him the authority to completely destroy uh, one of the biggest religions in the world. Well, he obviously believes it. I mean, he obviously he, he puts a lot of faith in um, you know what is what information is um, uncovered. Yeah, and um, basically through uh, through reading all his stuff, and he, I think. Um, I think he 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 knows Latin. He knows Greek. He knows you know he studied lots. Of, he's spent many years you know studi- stu- uh, doing biblical studies, right? In uh, Japan, apparently. Um, so that's how he's come to all these conclusions. And if you're a Christian, you know you you might want to listen to what he has to say. You might not, uh, depending on you know how how invested in the religion you are. Um, mm. I know that. You know, for, for me, um, started in my early sort of teenage years. I started rejecting it because I just couldn't relate to it, and I couldn't. I guess I couldn't see the value in like attending church on a Sunday and singing songs that I didn't like. Yeah, all the all the organised religion stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I liked it I when nev- Gra- never got into it. I liked it when Gramps was up there. I was like, yeah, but only because it was our grandfather. But only because it was our grandfather. Our grandfather was an Anglican priest, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. That's right. And um, yeah, what, what, what he would was... he think about what we're saying right now? Do you reckon he'd be? Well, I, I talked to him, talked to him about this. He's pretty and, open-minded and for. for he, a... No, he said uh, the stories in the Bibles are meant as parables and lessons, and it's up to you whether you want to believe they're true or not. And I said to him, "Well, do you?" And he said, "Well, not all of them." <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, even a priest who's, you know, I mean, I think... He had a healthy amount of scepticism, I think. I think so. And it's pretty, like, some of it's a little bit more outlandish than other bits. You know, making people from a rib, for instance, is, you know... Uh, like, pretty I mean, far-fetched, yeah. Well, it's it's forward-thinking in a sense. Like, we could probably clone someone from their rib now. So, actually, technologically speaking, but maybe yeah. that's plausible. But, but it, in the year, bit... you know, zero... Yeah. 
I think, <laughs> I think in year to... zero, that's that's an abstract idea. That's not talking to be snakes. taken too seriously. Talking I don't snakes know. as well, you know. Like, talking you know, snakes. Come on, man. Oh, was it? Was it? It was. It was Lucifer, though, wasn't it? It was not a snake. It was. He was just taking snake form. He just took snake form. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. But but I don't think necessarily you need to take all this stuff seriously to be a good moral person. I think the teachings of Jesus, great stuff. Whether Jesus was real or not, doesn't really matter. Mm. I well, think he, he, teach, he, he certainly taught some, some nice ideas. It's certainly, according to history anyway, it's certainly, um, it did capture a lot of people mm. and make them fairly subservient to the Roman Empire at that stage. Well, the interesting thing of, of Jesus... Uh, Not like everyone. He's saying, like, Jesus saying, pay your taxes and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of an interesting thing. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah, but it's basically. not it's not the stuff that lasted. Like the the other bullshit that they made that they put into the story to make it. You mean the good messages? You know, assuming were the ones it that is last. just a fictional story, the other stuff they put into it, the good stuff, is the stuff that persevered and became you know the iconic ideas that that people associate yeah. with Jesus. People get behind paying the... taxes isn't something that anyone. In fact. I remember, you know, people talking about the, you know, the parts of the Bible where he throws the bankers out of the temple and all that shit. And it's, I know it's, it must be in there because it's in Jesus Christ Superstar. So, right. Yeah. So it must be real. <laughs> like, you know, that's all. That's my, my historical Jesus is uh, John Farnham as Jesus Christ and Kate Sobrano. As Johnny. Mary Magdalene. And yeah, that's, that's my historical Jesus. <laughs> I like it that way. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I... Look. There's there's some good points to it, I guess. You know, um, the main one being uh, do unto others as you would have done mm. to yourself. Is that did I say that right? That no, that was butchered. But um, I think people will understand what you were trying to say. Do uh, as you would be done by. Yeah, do do others as often as possible. I do others. Yeah, I think that's how it's said. <laughs> <laughs> do buttholes of others. No, I don't think that was part of it. Jesus. Come on. Nah. I don't think that's the right thing to say. <laughs> he probably said that. And then people went, oh, surely he said unto. That yeah. was unto. The Greeks would and have they liked were like, it. Unto's not a word. It's like, well, we'll just make it a word because butthole's not correct. You can't have butthole in there. <laughs> so Jesus, Jesus? Jesus was actually a sodomist. And uh, <laughs> now we're going right off. I believe track. they called them sodomites in those days. I don't know what a sodomite is actually, but it's got to be. So- nah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's bring worry. it back. Let's bring it back to some sort of. Uh, mm, let's go on to the next point. Yeah, sure. We'll just leave that there. But yeah. uh, Christianity could be completely fake. There you go. Could I mean, be a hundred percent bullshit. It you, could be. Do you think, even if that was good evidence and it was solid, it was well established? Do you think that? Really, that would change anything. Like the people who believe in uh, the, the historical Jesus would probably still continue to believe, wouldn't they? Like the most most of the I'll, true believers, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't I, change my mind. I can't really speak from the point of view of a of a Christian because I, like I said, I sort of broke away from it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure it wouldn't change some people's minds. So they, they would just be like, oh, yeah, that's all bullshit, and I don't believe any of it. Whereas, you know, I mean, basically, what this guy's saying is. If you're in a position where you're doubting, you know, um, the validity of this religion, yeah. then this information might, you know, might uh, allow you to break away from it and, you know, 
if if you're free yourself up for whatever else you want to do with your life. If you're looking to break away from that pesky religion that preaches peace and uh, tolerance and understanding, here's a good way to do it. Then uh, you can go off and be a selfish cunt. Here's a good reason. Now, because because it turns out it was all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I think that guy's coming from a particular angle, and whether he says it or not, I don't think he's got a lot of respect for Christianity because the way. The way he speaks. Oh, I don't know about, about that. I don't know about that. I, I think I think he does sort of respect it enough to say that, you know, uh, you know, th- th- this isn't going to affect. Like he he echoed exactly what you said. Whereas mm. you know, um, you know, this information isn't going to change everyone's minds. Maybe down the line, it's looked back upon and people go, yeah, that's where, you know, it, it changed it, a lot yeah, of people. It but, may change the historical record. But immediately speaking, it, it won't. Yeah, some people will just will, will remain Christian regardless of this information. But um, well, it's a good segue into the next topic that I wanted to talk about. And this is this is a fairly large topic. It's probably one that could have been for a, you know like a multi part thing. But I thought let's let's try and get it in and uh, delve into it. Yeah, we'll delve into it a bit. Which is uh, the idea that the um, leaders would um, lie to us, manipulate us, and whatever just to stay in power, just to because they think that their agenda is correct for humanity, that they're more intelligent. Uh, they're more intelligent. It's their birthright as being part better, of a particular bloodline. Better access to you know better science. Yeah, that than, they that they th- well they you know that, that that they fund the research that leads to the science as well. So they feel like maybe they've got ownership over it, and mm. that they get to uh, hold back some pieces of. Uh, scientific you can't dispute truth. this. It's science. Yeah, it's all scientific. Peer-reviewed. Not that any peers have actually reviewed this one. Not that we've... Peers had. that we paid to review it. <laughs> peers that have accepted money on behalf of these organizations. Yeah, this idea that science is uncorruptible is just silly yeah. to me. That, it's uh, just as corruptible as anything So else, many right? examples of when you know scientific proof has been presented in the form of a study or something has well, been funded by... A corporation that benefited from the the conclusion. Yeah. So I go to that. I heard. I I think something that Corbett said recently was there's been more articles, um, not apologising, but I uh, forget the word. But um, it's not redact redacting either. But it's basically, um, you know, scientists coming out and saying they were wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's been more of those than ever before in yeah, recent that, history. He said that a, yeah, in a video a while ago. Yeah, I think it was a while yeah, ago. I remember that. But he's, yeah, he's, he's basically saying it's been increasing yeah. over time, the, the amount of fake science that's been so put then, forward and then peer-reviewed and then rejected. And, yeah. and then there's articles explaining, you know, yeah, we're really sorry. But, but this, the news stories that, actually wrong. The yeah. news stories that reported on the original study's conclusion still exist and you can still yeah, Google them. That's right. right. The science has been redacted. The misinformation <laughs> is still there. Yeah. yeah. So the, the damage is done. You know, you bring out some fancy study and uh, roll it out for the press and put out a press release to all that shit. And then uh, they'll they'll report on it, anything that's in, in the associated press. As long just, as they think it'll get, you know, people watching or clicking on the website matches or whatever. Matches their fucking, you know, their network's agenda or whatever. <sighs> anyway, I didn't particularly want to talk about science, but that is one branch of, yeah. of the manipulation of, of the elites. And it's something that I think is worth talking about because you first have to establish, like in most people's lives, and we forget about this because we, we pretty much buy into it after, after a few years of uh, researching and thinking about stuff, 
But are there really crazy elites who are in control of the world? Like, this is a belief system that some people will deny quite quickly offhand because it's terrifying. It is, yeah. It's it's pretty scary if um, to think that there's, there's you know, um, very powerful people operating in the shadows that are, you know, unaccountable yeah. to the general public. So to sort of establish this, I thought we'd Outside invite... Outside the government. I thought we could invite into the studio uh, the ghost of John Lennon. Um, <laughs> John, what do you think? I think our, all our society is run by... Speak up, John. ...for insane objects, mm. objectives. You know, and I think that's what I sussed when I was 16 and 12, way down the line. But I expressed it differently all through my life. It's the same thing I'm expressing all the time. But now I can put it into that sentence that I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal mean, uh, ends, you know. Is it- yeah, well, he's onto it. So John, he's onto John's it, onto and it. you'll recognise that... Uh, that sample, yeah, from of course, a, it's because what, it's from a song that I've been listening to uh, quite a lot recently. JP's album, Road to Arkham. Yeah, from Road to Arkham, the, the track called Insane. I think it's about number four on the album. Yep. Um, and my favourite track, and I'll be doing something with it uh, coming up. So I've been listening to it a lot. I've had that literally in my head. For about it's so quirky that week and a half. It's the quirky one of the quirkiest bass lines I've ever it. heard, and it just sticks. Yeah, that's why I want to do me. something with it because to me it, it 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 evokes a visual style that I think needs to be expressed. And I you know I think it'll be a cool thing, but I don't want to preempt it because I might fail to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, too late now, JP. We're definitely doing it. It's in it's in Trello. It's happening. oh yeah, it's happening. So uh, John Lennon expressed that. And that's an interesting interview because uh, in, after he says it, he's actually doing an interview with an actor who's in a stage show that he's producing. You said he sort of, of s- says that a bit out of the blue. He doesn't really... Yeah, he's, he's talking about um, you know, being uh, more positive and not hanging on to anger and, and being pissed off with issues and, and things. And yeah. he, he's talking about how he's sort of mellowed out and he's not as aggressive about it. He hasn't got a chip on his shoulder anymore. And then he immediately says, by the way, we're just like, you know, the whole world's run by crazy people for insane means. Maniacs. Yeah. Maniacs. And, and, you know, he uses that term, but it's it's a fairly ambiguous statement. Maniacs in what sense? Like just they're incompetent? Are they actually crazy? Are they psychopaths? Are they um, are they just sociopathic? Do they lack yeah. empathy for are they Charles other Manson human beings? types, or yeah. are they just you know not know what they're doing like most of the Australian politicians that we have, you know, just buffoons, just kind of muddling around? Like, well, we've got uh, politicians threatening um, union leaders and stuff now. Like there's stuff oh, on well, record. Not, not surprised by that. I mean, we've had a very very long history of they like, should unions be, and so on. They should be just arrested. These politicians, they can't just go around threatening other people's lives because they don't like what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, well, they um, they think they can. Well, but, they um, get, well, they think they can, but yeah, hopefully they're made accountable. And that's what a lot of, yeah, a couple of people that I that I know are getting right behind that cause now to, you know, try and have these guys arrested and made accountable for things that they've tried to do behind closed doors that has been exposed by, this has been, you know, put forward in the, you know, into the general public as well via the age, you know, commercial media. Yeah. Stuff that, you know, sometimes you might assume that, you know, a, a, a publication like that would um, would have no interest in, you know, printing a story like 
politicians uh, attacking union leaders and threatening their lives, basically. Um, but That's no, pretty they, amazing, yeah. they've just put they they put it right on the front page and. Uh, in, in Australia, we f- I feel like they we, should just, be arrested, yeah. we just have this Mickey Mouse microcosm of how power is uh, dished out in the rest of the world. We kind of like, because we're kind of like an underling of the UK and we're, we're kind of never, like we're not Very our isolated. own superpower in a way. We're just like positioned ourselves as friends of the superpowers. Yeah. You know, we're kind of like, hey, China, you know, we like you guys. You're cool. However, you know, we're kind of, you know, we've got to kiss the ass of the US a little bit as well. And we've got to, yeah. you know, the mother country, don't forget about that. Yeah, we try, so, we're trying to please everybody. You know, yeah. you, can, you can have a base in, in Perth or Darwin or wherever they set up that Chinese base. Yeah. But if it pisses off the US too much, we might have to go back on that or, you know, but just don't, maybe just don't tell them, just keep it quiet. You know, we're, we'll just put we it somewhere where, in, they, where they don't want to go. Yeah, you know, we, we know we're <laughs> in like a, a closer missile range to you guys. So we don't want to piss you off either. You know, it's just Australia doesn't have a lot of. Is uh, Australia a, a little bitch country? A bit of a bitch, yeah, a little bitch country. It's a little I think. little bitch country. Little yeah. little sort of whiny suck ass bitch. And that's not to, not to say I don't like Australia, but um, I, I, I'll say that I, I do. <laughs> no, I know. Look, there's no, there's a charm to Australia, and it's uh, definitely it's, it's a very but, unique country. But politically speaking, we don't have a lot of clout. That's correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. So um, yeah, but um, our elites aren't particularly dangerous because we can't really exact a lot of control. But the US politicians and probably the you know British politicians and so on and all these global think tanks and so on, they actually do have the wealth and power to uh, have a huge impact on the world. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, and, and it and it reverberates through the whole globe, doesn't it? Stuff that's Yeah, that's right. Stuff that happens on the in in the in the US and the UK and stuff like that, you see it re- reverberate through the whole rest of the world, which sort of um, you know shows you what sort of um, what sort of influence they have, I guess. Exactly. I mean, uh, you s- that's why when we talk about agendas in uh, seemingly un- disconnected from politics areas like movies or popular culture or you know um, songs or whatever, you know. Um, we're not really like I don't think it's as out there as people think because the money is what controls all of those industries. They're huge industries. You can't make a movie these days without at least twenty million dollars, and some Come of them on, cost. Don't bullshit me. Hey, Arnie, you know better than anybody how much these fucking movies cost. Exactly, you've made a lot of money from these what movies. It, what does he charge these days? Thirty million a movie? Oh, who knows? Yeah. Jesus, just just from working out. Bullshit. <laughs> well, that's it's not your acting, mate. Yeah, it's definitely so, not that. It's, it's charisma, maybe, but it's, it's the not character. Acting. It's the yeah. character that, that Hollywood exactly. Wants. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you face. know, to answer this question of, you know, are the le- are the elites crazy, and what type of crazy are we dealing with? If yeah, they crazy are? or, uh, you know, calling them maniacs, I guess is a little bit too broad. Yeah. For me, um, there's no doubting that you know that there there be people with a lot of influence that are, you know, trying to do good for everybody, trying to do... Absolutely, but I still would maintain that at a minimum, you have to have a healthy dose of narcissism, at a minimum, to want to get into power, to think that your ideas are important enough to impose on other people. You have to like yourself a fair bit. And I include us in that, having a podcast. I think you have to have 
at least a portion of narcissistic idea to think that what you say is more important than what anyone else says. Well, isn't there more narcissism than, than ever these days? I mean, well, narcissism is is growing. It's quite promotion. And, and there's the steps, right? There's narcissism, then there's sociopathy or sociopathy. However, you say that. Yeah, I don't know how you say. It, it comes up as a spelling error, I think, in Word, but I still, I still <laughs> want to use it because it's so handy. And then you've got full-on, you know, psychopaths or psychopathy. Yeah. Where, um, you know. There's, there's just absolutely no emotion. You could do anything like you just murder people without even a second. That's right. You don't even think about it. So I, I found this clip from uh, John Ronson, not to be confused by Ron Johnson, Ron who's Johnson. our favorite conspiracy theory of the moment. Mo- <laughs> this is John Ronson. This is John Ronson. He's a documentary filmmaker. He made a series of videos called The Crazy Rulers of the World. Yeah, I remember um, seeing that. Which was turned into a movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats. I think it had George Clooney yeah, and a that's few right. other big stars in it. Mm-hmm. And um, his uh, thesis throughout his career has increasingly been that the leaders of the world are psychopaths. So, so he made the crazy rulers of the world, and that was that was about um, military programs that were intended to um, recruit and train soldiers who had psychic powers and other abilities that are not necessarily accepted as scientific right um and and the extent to which that that program had a life of its own and grew into things and and culminated in a program where people were trying to kill goats with their minds just by staring at just by staring so that's why the movie is called the men who stare at goats it's a very interesting documentary series highly recommended if you can tolerate john ronson's voice he does sound a little uh prissy (laughs) but so do i so it's something that we can uh so that we can uh, share, uh, uh, he and I. I'm sure he's uh, heard the podcast. Anyway. No doubt. Here's what he says about um, psychopathy. And this is after. This is his documentary that he did, I think, one or two movies after he did The Crazy Rules of the World. And I think his thesis kept advancing towards this psychopathy idea. The problem with psychopaths, psychologists say, is that they're everywhere. Some say one in every hundred of us is a psychopath. They aren't all in jail oh or in mental health facilities. You probably passed one on the street today. And it's not like you can tell who they are. Their verbal and non-verbal clues are invisible to unsuspecting civilians. Many are very high-functioning people who excel in politics and business. My str- there it is. There it is. Opportunity <laughs> to use the new sample. So, interesting premise because he doesn't fully embrace the idea that the leaders of the world are psychopaths even by the time he does this documentary however he does say they can be invisible uh, they're obviously uh, quite often attracted to positions of power and they excel in positions of power so because of their you know due to their sort of um, the way their brain works the way they and the lack of empathy lack of empathy, empathy is actually a weakness in business it is, yeah. Caring about your product, actually, whether it does damage to people or whether it's good for them or whatever, would lead to bankruptcy in, in most businesses, you know. So, That's right. You know, if McDonald's cared about their customers, they wouldn't sell chicken nuggets, would they? So, they, you know, all of their products pretty much. Well, I know, I know in Australia we have nice, healthy salads, but then they go and douse that in ranch dressing and shit and make yeah, exactly. a couple they of thousand calories over what a salad's supposed to be. Do everything possible to make it yeah. uh, um, at the least bit healthy. Yeah. Now, you could say that they're deliberately trying to kill people. There's some kind of uh, 
you know, entity that's Where, a eugenicist entity that's trying to kill people. Or you could just say that they're say, they're going with taste buds, trying to manipulate people into eating as much of their product as possible, which is probably the most plausible. Well, I think they answer. they try to overstimulate um, the senses a little bit because yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you, you can always recognise the golden arches you know, even from a long distance. You can see, oh yeah, there's a McDonald's. Oh, uh, is that what that means? The golden arches. Yeah. Oh God! Every yeah. time I'm hungry, that's why you I see, see that like, everywhere. Yeah. Now, when I'm hungry and I see the gold natchez, I'll know what to do. I recently um, saw an article actually that um, technological unemployment is becoming a quite real thing with McDonald's. I'm sure you've right. seen the um, the automated uh, kiosk thing or whatever you can go to and just pay through with that, and then it goes straight to the. Oh, I have not, but yeah, I mean. There's not, not much... Apparently, they're planning to, to replace around about you know, 5,000 employees across Australia over the right. next couple of years with these machines. So, you know, that's what? happening in supermarkets, happening in McDonald's. You know, it's, it's only a matter of time before you know, we see a lot, of, uh, a lot of jobs replaced by robots. Well, I, I can imagine there's not really many moving parts in McDonald's that can't be replaced with That's right, yeah. technology. Like making the burgers but, and stuff. It's, it's and people see easy. that as a bad thing, but... Is it a bad thing? I mean, really? People can be doing better things with their lives than flipping burgers at McDonald's, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's... Especially 15-year-old uh, kids. I mean, they should be learning cool stuff, you know? Not. I mean, again, that's that's a huge topic. Like, what what is the post-employment? What does the post-employment yeah. world look like? And there's, I think we should do a big... We maybe do absolutely. a big Absolutely. I'd love to do a huge... That. Like, what does the future look like? You yeah, know, it's it's not really even an if; it's a when. When it's when, we're yeah, it's replaced. more when. Yeah, when when there's no, not enough employment left for almost anyone to have a job. Yeah, when it, when the unemployment reaches like? over 60 percent, seventy percent of you know populations, which you know it, it's kind of inev- inevitable with the way technology is going. And and this is it is in in keeping with uh, the crazy elites topic. <laughs> Because this is stuff they think about. Yeah. Well, they know that really uh, that the population of the world is growing and the uh, necessity for them to use humans for labor is shrinking. That's right. So at the end of the day, I think they worry about this a lot. What are we going to do with them all? Yeah. Is it the capacity to buy and sell labor that's that diminishing, uh, obviously, as well? Because, because I mean, yeah. robots are just cheaper. It is yeah. cheaper to... Oh, look, and it makes sense. I think, you know, as a human species, we should vie for the most efficiency that we can possibly achieve. Yeah, and that's happening. That's what's happening, isn't it? And if it means unemployment, we need to come up with a solution. There's a lot of people who talk about the the universal basic income. I don't know if you've ever looked into that. Yeah, a little bit. That as a solution to, I think it's a pretty weak one, but I guess giving everybody a basic wage, it's what we do in Australia anyway. Um, well, with, there's, with the minimum, there's the minimum. There's the minimum wage. Not minimum wage because you wouldn't be working for it. You just get it. So it would be like unemployment, basically. Yeah. Like well, well I'm just saying that's what that's what exists now. You know, you, you can only you can't get paid under a certain amount to do a job. Yeah. And again, there's but a lot the of uni- controversy uni- over whether that works or not. Income is about people Every- just having an income enough to su- enough to have a roof over your head. Yeah. To and everybody gets eat it. There's no qualification. Maintain health. Yeah. Everybody gets it. Even even someone who's got a hundred billion dollars in their bank account gets their $20,000 a year or $30,000 yeah. a year or whatever. So, yeah, it's an interesting idea. I don't know if that would work or not. It seems to me 
a little simplistic. Like maybe someone maybe. who's not very smart thought of that and then it took off because... But think about people who, um, you know, aren't on that sort of money currently. Yeah, well... All of a sudden they get a bump and they don't have to work. You know, yeah. freeze, freeze them up, you know, or they don't have to work some sort of menial labour job. Yeah. They can uh, you so, know, read so, books all day if they it's want. It's a nice idea as long as you can afford it. Oh, hello. Thank you. I need updates, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Windows. Thanks, Windows. You piece of shit. Cunt. I will mute those sounds <laughs> yet again because they keep coming back. I don't know uh, why. No, they are muted. System sounds are already muted. So. so how did that come through? It just plays anyway. I think yeah. because it's the updates thing. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if this will, this will probably surprise you, Rodders, but... I, I have found a researcher who believes in the elites and their crazy ways. Fuck! Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> this guy, I'm not sure, uh, not sure uh, where he, where he where he comes from or, or what he's doing, but his name is uh, Alex Johns, I think. Alex Jones, sorry, Jones. Alex Jones, yeah, Jones. Um, he believes in this uh, quite strongly, and I I found a video where he talks about it. But not only talk about it, he suggests a possible reason <laughs> that the elites might be a little bit crazy. And I thought it was worth consideration. Uh, so, Alex Jones. I, I Alex, Alex, have you heard of him? Yeah. I've, I've, you have heard of him. I've seen this guy's rants. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's it's, famous it's hard, for his rants. It's hard not to hear of him because he speaks very loudly. Yeah, he speaks very loudly to the microphone, yeah, people. Yeah. Anyway, I want to play this okay. clip because I think... As crazy as Alex Jones is and as, as sensational as he is in his presentation, sometimes he makes a point and it changes the possibilities in your mind of what could actually be true. And for me, this was one of the things, and people are going to think I'm crazy, but I, you know, hear me out. I'll, I'll play the clip first. Okay. People who are inbred, so they're highly aggressive, highly dominant, but inbred, so they got a twist of insanity. And so many of the current policies we live under were developed during major, pretty much across the board, in many cases, congenital syphilis, which makes people insane. So our entire culture is based on inbreeding and syphilitic brain rot. <laughs> there it yeah, is. He just summed it all up. Yeah. So, so, so is that is that why is that why? Um, you know, a lot of people refer to the elite as crazy, the crazy elite, because they're all infected Look, with syphilis. To be honest, and until, until Alex Jones talked about this, I'd never considered the idea of uh, inbreeding being related to. Uh, but but it makes sense in the sense that uh, obviously the elite families have particular bloodlines. They're trying to preserve their bloodlines. That makes sense. That's not really like they want to pass the money on to their kids. Uh, they want their kids to be in the family. Yeah, they want only only certain families to uh, you know, you know, so, copulate so with other families. And exactly. I don't think nepotism is particularly um, controversial. That's probably true. Nepotism, I guess, does it lead to inbreeding? <laughs> Inevitably, I guess it probably could in certain <laughs> families. Um, and I guess over a very long period of time, it could become a, a genuine problem because we know... Uh, inbred animals and humans do not develop normally. Like nature does not prefer inbreeding. Nature defer prefers diversity. You reckon? Uh, you reckon a lot of these elites are messing around with their DNA too? Oh, they, I think they're messing around with ours potentially as well. well. But not only not only ours, but their own. You know, to yeah. try and um, 
I don't know, reduce the the. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying with that, but it's uh, it's certainly possible. I think they want to live forever. I, th- I believe in all of that stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely not- think there's there's a lot of you know there's because a lot of our DNA is re- referred to as junk DNA, mm. and I think there's there's been a there's been quite a bit of information come out recently saying that this is certainly not junk DNA. It certainly has um, value and it has... Uh, it has a function. Yeah. It has some sort of function. We just don't understand it yet. We just don't fully understand what all of our DNA does. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe in that to an extent. I think, uh, you know, I mean, that's science. Again, it's, you know... We, science! <laughs> we know how much of our DNA is activated and, you know, I've seen uh, videos that talk about the, uh, the frequency of love versus the frequency of fear and how... Uh, fear is low vibration, so it hits less points yeah. along the DNA strand. And uh, to me, that sounds a little bit like bit esoteric. Airy, airy. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why is why is a frequency of an emotion hitting DNA? Like, how do they? Inter- I don't get that really. How it interacts? Yeah. Like they're just talking. There might about be truth to it, but yeah, it's it's not easy to grasp. If there are waves of emotions, we should be able to measure them, and to some extent, you can kind of measure like you've i've seen some but it seems, it seems like the science is very sort of wishy-washy yeah it's not fully I defined lovely yeah, idea not fully defined yet but uh more more research needed absolutely and i that, i, I thought subject. i thought at this point you know if we're talking about uh, not only inbreeding but also uh, elites having a horrible epidemic of syphilis amongst their family which again i think is historically um uh, sustainable like it's historically provable in a sense like uh, obviously syphilis was a huge epidemic uh, well before a lot of our modern medical science yeah and and it, it would have been rife i i think it does from what i've looked into maybe they, they bottled it and said here kid drink this you need it, some more syphilis. Yeah, it may well have been. Rot. I mean, it, you know, again, there's there's plenty of conspiracy theories about all these diseases. Each one has its own little, you know, AIDS was made by the CIA or whatever, all that stuff. Um, a lot of it uh, does does look pretty sus. Like a lot of these outbreaks that we've had recently do seem like they might be, you know, like the Ebola outbreak. It's it, The way it hits the media is just amazing. You know, they just, they're just all over it like they were ready to, to run the stories. That's right. Yeah, they seem. And then the, uh, the bird flu and the the what was it? Crazy cow syndrome and all. Yeah, that. yeah, mad cow disease. Whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> I like my word better. So I thought you know, like you have to really take it from the source, right? So yeah. we're talking about bloodlines. We're talking about elites. Let's hear from some elites. And the the best ones are the fucking uh, British royal royal family. royal family. Yeah, Absolutely. I knew that was covered because they literally. I think they're so lost in their upper echelon bubble of superiority. Yeah, there's a very sealed off from... They, uh, they don't know when they let things slip. Regular society. Yeah, uh, they, they don't know when they're saying stuff that's controversial or wrong. So one thing to note is uh, this, this little clip from Prince Charles. I'll just play it. It doesn't need explanation. One of us is in deep trouble. And it's, and it's probably a royal. Here's Prince Charles talking okay. about his own genealogy. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Impaler, you see. So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. As it were. As you get it, it were. <laughs> you get it? He's talking about uh, he's talking about Romania. Vlad the Impaler oh, hilarious. for hilarious. those 
yeah, Vlad the Impaler, for those that don't know, is the original um, historical figure that the uh, Dracula Dracula's based myth on, yeah. is based on, the Dracula story is based on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he has a bit of a stake in the country. Do you get it? Do you think he meant that as a joke? Because that's oh, funny stuff. Yeah, of course he did. Well done, Prince Charles. Of course he did. What a yeah. zinger. And then, um, obviously, you can't see it, but he flew off like Dumbo with his ears. <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs> he just flew off into the, into the air and burnt up in you the sun. son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Prince Philip. So, uh, no, that was Prince Charles. Uh, Charles, sorry. Prince Philip is coming up, though, and you knew he would. You knew he would, yeah. right? Yeah, he has to, right? Well, so so Prince Charles admits, and he goes. He bought. He went and bought land in Transylvania. That's why all this stuff came up. It was a news story a few years ago, and it was just a blip on the radar. But it set off a lot of conspiracy theorists, obviously, because he's admitting his own genealogy. That's right. Which the likes of like Fritz Springmeier and guys had published, you know, years before, twenty years before, or whatever. And uh, and was treated like conspiracy theorists, mm. but he admits he he's is openly admitting that he's related to Dracula. Yes, he is a vampiric same, family, same bloodline. And if you actually look at the, you know, when you get those really unflattering photos of the royals, it's really easy to believe that they drink blood. Oh and, yeah, and you know those really bad photos. That's when they haven't had enough child blood or whatever. That's right. They need some uh, younger blood. Yeah, they need some nice. Anyway, let's not. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross! Like I said, I don't want to sound too crazy, but these are thanks, Bubbles. These are these are quotes from the horse's mouth, and that's right. They're not. It's not made up stuff. This is stuff that's been said in public, in interviews, on camera. Um, you know, you can you can chow people like us down all you like for being conspiracy theorists or whatever but this stuff is in the public arena it's not hidden information we're not really talking conspiracy here no. this is stuff that's in the public consciousness they've put it in there knowingly yeah knowing other people would see it and go oh that's interesting prince they, charles is they write uh, books about it it's basically dracula yeah they write books about it they contribute to books they fund authors who write about this stuff and if you've got a, if you're dealing with a bunch of elites who may or may not have syphilitic brain rot, <laughs> you know, and may have crazy ideas, I think, and this is why I'm a conspiracy theorist and I'm not ashamed of it, I think it's worth understanding what they're fucking thinking. And this is, goes back to the John Lennon quote and why right. I like it so much. He's just saying, I think they're all insane. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't know what their goals are, but I think they're all nuts. You know, and he doesn't draw any conclusions which is, I guess, very diplomatic of him. But I'm certain in his head somewhere he drew some conclusions. He definitely uh, was, was, was trying to think about yeah, what, what the agenda could be or what their exactly. idea for There's, the world is. You know, As much as the idea of insanity gives people a free pass to just say, oh, they're insane, so their behaviour doesn't need to make sense, even crazy people generally have a delusion that they believe in yeah. Or an ideology or something, crazy or not. There's some or train not. of thought behind what they're doing. It's not but just they, randomness. They think they're doing something yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So you need, Makes sense to them. Yeah. Whenever you want to call someone crazy, you know, you talk about Britney Spears shaving her head off and dangling a baby over a balcony and all that stuff. You, you may or may not just dismiss her as crazy. That's fine if it's more comfortable. 
But at the end of the day, there was something in her head that was causing her to do that. Shaving her head meant something to her. Maybe there was advice from some other party that said, hey, if you do this, this could help your career, you know, Possibly. get you back on the uh, back into the media. Or and- you could just, uh, I think she even spoke about it. Uh, and she said she was sick of being exploited and uh, being, you know, attractive. And she shaved her hair off to say fuck you to all of the record executives and stuff yep. who make money off. She's breaking her out. Her having a pretty head of hair. Trying to break her programming. Flashing her, her boobies around. And if you listen to the Katy Perry clip that we played last week, again, she's talking about the same thing. Same she stuff. Cut her hair because she wants to be closer to her authentic self rather than the invented pop star that she's forced to act out all the time. So, um, yeah, the que- go back, going back to the question of what the elites believe in. <laughs> and we need to wind up, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I knew so. this would be packed. But still, we can still uh, turn to Prince Philip and get his uh, very well-publicized amongst conspiracy theorists views on what is the biggest problem that the elites should solve um, with, their, right, well, with their wealth and power that dominates us Let's all. hear from Prince Philip now. Right. And, um, now. I can't remember exactly what I queued up. I'll just play it and okay. we'll both be surprised. What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. Because if where we are, there's nothing else. And do you have views about what should be done about that? Not your guess. Uh, well, it could be on a on a spectrum from mass sterilisation to no, no, uh, to to uh, you know greater availability. He thinks that's funny, mass sterilisation. Why did it stop playing? I don't know. Oh well, that was enough anyway. That was enough. Yeah, I mean, that was really weird. It just stopped. <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea. But um, yeah, eugenicist in the first, in, in you know, in, in the. Uh... To be fair, I don't want to cut him off you know, like sort of cut off, like what he says after, obviously he's denying that he's for mass, mass sterilization uh, very vehemently in that interview. And later on, he says it was, he, he's intending more of a voluntary, smaller family type of thing. And I think we see a putting lot a of, limit on how many children people can have and that sort of thing. No, he's Is saying voluntary. He's he very specifically says voluntary in that right. interview. However, um, his most famous quote is, um, uh, a lot more direct than that. And he says, basically, um, if I were an animal, uh, sorry, it was in a book called I Were an Animal. He wrote the foreword for it because he liked the book so much. Right, right. And he must—he really loves animals. He's yeah. a real animal lover. So yeah. that's, you know, that's a feather in his cap. I guess. Well, I mean, you know. what to, I like animals know, too. If he is a crazy elite with no empathy, why does he empathize with animals? Exactly, yeah. Unless perhaps he's descended from a bat-like creature. Or a leopard or something. Maybe he likes bats. Anyway, he says, I must confess that I am tempted to ask for reincarnation as a particularly deadly virus. Well, that suggests he doesn't really like people, right? Well, he's saying, he, <laughs> he specifically says a deadly virus there. so he's Deadly about, virus. Um, I assume he means to humans, not so, just every living thing on the planet. Yeah, he likes animals. He loves so, animals. So he likes He's just the not animals. that keen on peeps. Yeah, he just doesn't like the yeah. uh, the human form. Yeah, so uh, look, at the end of the day, he's not willing to say it when it's a televised interview. With, you know, no, no it's laughable in the interview. But he has let it slip a few times. And um, 
you know, he does talk about being a virus. There's a few different quotes. I think he's said it on a few occasions. I can't trace the other ones, but this one is very specifically from a foreword that he wrote for a book, and I can verify it. So I've used that one. There's a, there's a slightly more extreme one that goes around the traps, but it's not as verifiable. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to misquote him. And I, you know, I want to also say, he says a lot of dumb stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. He's extremely racist and he lets things, weird things slip. He, um, he, he came to Australia and called an Aboriginal a spear chucker or something. Really? Inadvertently. It's not a spear chucker, but he says something. I don't know. I had a, oh, here we go. I had a list of, uh, you know, stupid things that he said. He asked him if they're still throwing spears. Right. Um, And I think he asked it quite seriously Mm. as like a trying to make conversation. Well, in my limited knowledge of of, um, Aboriginal or Koori history, that was a form of hunting. Like they would spear fish. It may well be a very valid question, but of course with the connotation of spear chakra so the fact like that, that he's he's is, asking is, it is, yes it's uh, just not quite right coming out of his no mouth no probably not the most friendly question to in ask. in 1984 he went to kenya and a native woman uh presented him with a gift and he asked if she was a woman so probably yeah see these guys are too isolated from just a little in unfiltered general. perhaps yeah like they uh, they're just saying whatever comes to their mind and that's not a good thing for them. in, in 1994 uh, he met an islander in the cayman islands and asked if they're all descended from pirates pirates though aren't they the ones that were they're the know, world pirates they're the they global are. pirates and they were yeah. they were the guys on the ships too you know their families owned all the ships the um uh, the Great East India Trading Company and all yeah, that crap. You, I mean, that's how they accumulated their wealth. Do you think the British still s- suffer a bit from that uh, that ego of, you know, dominating the world for a certain period of time, even though... What they do you mean suffer? Like, people still associate well, they still with have, the British Empire? Well, they still think that they have some sort of dominance over the world kind of thing or other, other countries. Do you think they do? It's hard not to believe that they do. Why would they have relinquished all their power over the world after? I mean, well, they figured out a, a different way of controlling. Yeah, the, the world. British Empire became less aggressive, obviously, and less, and, less, and decided uh, to take on a policy of giving all the colonies their their freedom to uh, secede or uh, you know f- or become independent or whatever. Yeah. Um, but and. By the way, Australia has chosen not to still after. How many referendums have we had on this? We've had uh, a couple, haven't we? Yeah. We've chosen not to do that, not to be independent and stand on our own two feet. I think that's, that's right. great. Yeah. I think that's a good choice, Australia. Come on, Australia. Get Come on. your act together. It'll be another 15 years before we get another referendum on this, you know? But yeah, anyway, well, so... we can't get rid of the Union Jack. It's part of the flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, Prince Philip. Yeah, the royals, they... they Bit uh, of a eugenicist. They are uh, very isolated. The queen is from... notably quite mum on this issue. <laughs> get it? Right, you yeah. You get that? Yeah, because she's the queen mum. Yeah. Yeah, she is actually their mum. She's the matriarch. She owns it all. She's the crown. Um, 
All right, we're just, we're like 55 minutes in. I think it's a good time to wind up. Can you do a fast wind up though? Can you get it done in five minutes? Uh, Especially since I'm not promising not to interfere with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could start winding up. Well, yeah, there's a lot of food for thought in in uh, in in that and uh, in the other things that we talked what's, about today. What's your personal belief? Do you think there are crazy elites running the world? Like as an umbrella idea, do you think that there are people who are completely psychotic? In well... In the yeah, in the context that we think of psychopaths, I think I think probably yes. I think probably a lot of the if you had to put a percentage on it, if we're talking about um, prime ministers and above, we're talking about government and yeah, world leaders. Private? Are we talking private? Um, yeah, you know, CEOs and shit. Yeah, yeah. We're talking private companies, included if well. you want, but yeah, conglomerates and that sort of thing. So, so um, is it John Ronson or Ron Johnson? Ron Johnson said that uh, 1% of every person on the planet is a No, psychopath. John Ronson said that. Ron Johnson. No, Ron Johnson. John the, Ronson. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John theory. Ronson, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who would have it's thought we'd get confused confusing. over yeah. that? God But yeah, it. no, look, probably in the way we think about psychopaths, you know, what, what, um, what a lot of these groups of elites are doing. Yeah. would seem psychopathic because it involves a lot of either environmental destruction or, uh, you know, systematic violence against people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that to us would seem psychopathic, but maybe, you know, to look at the other side of it, it's quite necessary in the in the system we live under. Mm. We need people to, to die. Otherwise, the system falls down. The system can't continue. Uh, we well, can't continue this, you know, exponential being, growth that we're supposed being to have. Necessary to make hard decisions in when you're in upper levels of power and, and running large corporations doesn't mean that you're not psychopathic making those. No, decisions. it doesn't mean that. In fact, it what it what it maybe it's required. Like you said, it's kind of required, and people exactly. that people that are psychopathic gravitate towards positions of power because it's easier for and them. And they do better to, in them. Yeah, and it's yeah. because it's easier for them to go. Okay, because well, they just run the numbers. And these go, people are going to suffer, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for them, yeah. uh, not for me, because you know I'm in power and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm making all these all decisions. I'm yeah. above it, so I don't have to worry about I, it. But I have, you know. I have a gold key to the bomb shelter when when it all goes to shit, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Personally, I think it's 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 a very high percentage, and and I've always the way I look at things is if there's a trend that's been consistent over time uh, that you can establish, as in the trend being uh, psychopaths are attracted to power, and they do better in positions of power. Mm. So logically, the trend that you can extrapolate from that is it is an extrapolation. It's not based on statistics. Is that over time, more people who are psychopaths will be in power or a larger percentage well, of the people in power will be psychopaths. Do you think it'll ever get to the point where it's just 100% psychopaths? Yes. And I think I think that's the inevitable conclusion you have to draw if you accept... <laughs> How far away are we from that those now? Those three facts. It's a good question. What do you think? I'm, you know, I, I think we've got a fairly high percentage. It might be above 50% already. Might be... Yeah. I mean, look, at, look at the decisions that are being made around the world. That just just... Just like, oh, bomb that country. Yeah, just do it. You know, without even thinking about it. And then they're designing ways so that the soldiers can do it as if it's a video game so that even if they do have empathy, yeah, even more it's, removed it's from not it. as much of a burden for them. 
because you've got all the soldiers coming. Oh, the stuff that we did in the war, the stuff I've seen, post-traumatic stress. Um, you know, there's so many of them just get completely destroyed by what they're forced to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, now they're inventing ways to make that less traumatic so that mm. you'll have more people willing to do it. I think it's as insane as it's as John Lennon says it likely is. to get. And yep. it's a good thing because uh, the more insane they get, the more they'll come out of the shadows, the more that people will realize. More slip-ups, more, more, more stuff for us to to chew on in the podcast. Absolutely. Much more fodder, but also more likely that people will eventually say enough's enough. Yeah. And that's the moment in history that I think, you know, where we'll define what our new future is going to be, which, as we said, is a topic of a completely different podcast. Definitely, yeah. We could do uh, do any number of hours on that probably. Um, but, yeah, let's let's wind it up here for, for this I, week. Can anyway. I give, give you one more Prince Philip quote? I found this one quite <laughs> funny. All right. He says, if it has got four legs and it is not a chair, if it has got two wings and it flies, but it's not an aeroplane, and if it swims and it's not a submarine, the Cantonese will eat it. (laughs) (laughs) How does he know all this stuff? He knows a lot about the Cantonese. He knows a lot about groups of people. He likes to assume things about, you know, lots of different groups of people, even though he's completely removed from all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I just found that I, it's such That's, an obscure, like, such an obscure thing to say. Yeah, yeah. He said that at a World Psychopath. Wildlife Fund meeting. Psycho for sure. Oh, uh, there's one more. One more. Sorry, this one was a, even funnier for me. He says <laughs> he he was um, he met a, a blind wheelchair bound girl with a guide dog. Oh, and yeah. He's going to say something really sensitive. Yeah, and he, compassionate, he, he right? made a little joke to her. Just to lighten the mood of it, I guess, because she's probably sad at, at being being blind. Uh, he said, "Do you know they have eating dogs for the anorexic now? Eating dogs, <laughs> yeah, like not guide dogs, but eating dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, right, I'll stop. I mean, anyway, fact, I'm, that's the last word I'll say. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's been the podcast for this week. Plenty of uh, interesting stuff in there. Go follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter at twelve forty podcast, uh, iTunes. Give us a rating, five stars, of course. Comments on the YouTube video too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, we have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so search twelve forty podcast on YouTube, and yep. you'll be able to see a replay of today's live stream. I, I believe so. Hopefully, and um, yeah, if you wish to look at our uh, our our faces, <laughs> our bearded faces. Um, what else we got? We got uh, we got uh, we got we got Facebook. We got a Facebook page. Go like us on there. Can people post on our wall on Facebook? As far as I know, yeah, no one does. But no one has. But uh, you can. You I know. don't think even we post on our. No, wall. No, I've never posted anything there. I don't think. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's it for this week. Hopefully next week, what we're going to work on is uh, some some new new stuff for the podcast. New nothing too big. Just new uh, tunes. Just some new. Uh, yeah, we might get rid of that uh, that intro sound. Although hearing it today, I was like, mm, I'll miss it. Yeah, I'd probably miss it uh, mm. for a week or so. Yeah. Nah, but we might we might try and freshen things up a little bit and uh, and change things a bit and. You know, just update things a little bit. Yeah. Possibly. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep progressing. Keep evolving, people. Get out of bed. Go do something productive with the day. Get out of bed. 
Just get out of that bed. It's get n- out of bed. You're just going to end up back. In, you're going to go back to it anyway. Get out of bed. You'll you'll go. You'll be back in it soon enough. So just get out. Just get out. Just get out and kick whoever is in the bed with you out as well. Yeah, there's no future in that out. bed. Just get out of it. Not, go not until go. later tonight. Yeah, go go walk around the block. Breathe in the uh, breathe in the hopefully fresh air you have. Smell some it. fucking flowers. Stop and smell the flowers, people. Jesus. And uh, Jasmine's blooming. You Actually, it's probably not. It's winter. It's really cold. I don't know about flowers. I think Jasmine was a couple of months ago. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'd have to ask. I knew a girl named Jasmine once. Was she nice? Did she smell good? Yeah. Yeah, she (laughs) (laughs) Come on, end it. All right, that's it. Fuck off. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) fuck out of bed. And uh, it's all you're getting from us. we'll, uh, We'll chat at you soon. We'll talk at you again soon. See you next week. Peace out. Should I turn it off now? Yeah, turn it off. All right.